Welcome to the Salvatry Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the podcast and the YouTube channel. Salvatry here, and today we have a four-game NBA slate to break down. Compared to the nine and the ten-game slates that we've had of late, and even the eight and the sevens, it's a nice little refreshing smaller slate to kind of digest, especially after yesterday's wild injury news all over the place, and then not only before the games, but also during the games, players going down absolutely left and right, whoever it was, Luca leaving, whoever it was, Kevin Porter leaving at what I suspect chalk in most of your contests, so hopefully you survived all of the bombshells. Um, it, it seemed it seemed to indicate that that was going to be the case before the games even started. So scary night to be playing on such a major slate. But hopefully, hopefully you came out with some profits and an enjoyable and entertaining night. Today's four game slate in this video is going to be sponsored by Superdraft. So Superdraft, changing the way that you play DFS with multipliers. It's not salary cap based and it's very, very fun. I have Superdraft projections if you're interested. They're included in the Patreon NBA project, uh, package. Um, also all sports. Check out everything on Patreon. But Superdraft's been a ton of fun. Two people now from the Patreon have binked the Superdraft prize pools since they've been a sponsor of this show over the last week. So that's pretty cool. Um, but check it out. Now uh, we have the tools to help you out over there on Patreon for Superdraft, but it's a multiplier format. So you're getting players and you can see on my screen right now, even though these players are questionable and or out, if you were to play Devontae Graham today, 1.55x multiplier looks like the best price point on him if he was to play anywhere. Every point he get, you get 55% bonus added onto that. So you can't just jam in all of your top end plays today um, because they're only going to get a 1x multiplier. So some of the top end plays of the day today, if you were to go with a Giannis, he's only going to get times one his points. Whereas guys like a a Josh Richardson, as you can see on my screen, he's out, but he would get a 1.7x multiplier. So yesterday, some of the ones that stood out as big options were Hassan Whiteside with a 1.3x multiplier, Zion Williamson with a 1.55x multiplier. So check out Superdraft. There's a link down below in the description. That link, if you use it, uh, it is attached to me in this channel on this podcast. It will get you $10 upon your first deposit for free. Their main contest is usually a $10 to $12 buy-in. So you pretty much get to play in their main contest once again for free. Price pools up to $10,000 to first some night. So check out Superdraft. Promo code also you could use if you're listening on the audio version, Sal. But the thing that helps me the most to let them know that you came from me is also that link that it directly goes to the site. So check out Superdraft. Check out my Patreon projections. And as always, we do run throughout the week a $25 giveaway for any new subscribers. So if you hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell. And then if you hit the subscribe button over on the podcast platform and leave a review, you'll get three entries into that $25 giveaway. It's going to be ending uh, tonight. And then we start the weekend giveaway tomorrow. So without further ado, let's get into today's news. So for Charlotte, Devontae Graham is going to be questionable, missed the last game uh, with his ankle injury. Terry Rozier's price point, for some reason, DraftKings said, you know, we're not going to move it that much. Uh, Very odd. You had Cody Martin going out there, and I had him projected pretty high in my projection was probably bullish in the industry in like the 25 to 26 point range. Um, had him projected for 32 minutes, 33 minutes and put it to 32. Ends up playing, I think, 34. But he was just shooting lights out. Like he started five of five, shot six of eight from the floor. So probably not something you're going to get it now, an increased price point. But they're going to be the guys that benefit Caleb Martin to an extent as well. Damari Carroll for Houston. He's questionable with an illness. He hasn't made his debut yet. I don't even know if they'll actually play him, but I put it on the injury sheet. For Philly, Josh Richardson is out with a concussion. Have not gotten any updates on Embiid. They said that they would check on him in a week, reevaluate. It's been a week, so maybe you get some news throughout the day today. Uh, Ben Simmons is is expected to miss for quite some time as well. So Josh Richardson out with the concussion. It's going to open up just a lot more run for your Korkmases, your Thibault, your Alec Burks, all those guys uh, that are going to rotate in at the wing position for Philly. 
In Toronto, Fred Van Vliet, Serge Ibaka, and Marcus Gasol are all questionable. Uh, Van Vliet with a shoulder, Ibaka with a knee, and Marcus Gasol with a hamstring. All these guys with their price points look fantastic. Like if they were all in, I would have the most interest in Van Vliet at 6,500, has the most minutes upside. If Ibaka was in and Gasol was out, I like Ibaka a lot at 6K versus Golden State. If Gasol was in and Ibaka was out, I like Gasol a lot at 4,400. The only issue is with any of these guys, will they be in a minutes limit? If not, they all look very favorable at their price points. Draymond has missed the past couple of games. It's opened up Eric Paschal to some really nice 30-plus point uh, games and 30-plus minute games. Draymond questionable today with a knee injury. If he's out, Eric Paschal, even at his increased price point, is still appealing to me. Kevon Looney yet again out with a hip, so expect Marquise Chris to be playing 25-plus minutes, maybe even closer to 28 minutes in this game. Alan Smiley with the, the backup minutes. But the biggest news of the entire day, and man, am I excited. The basketball, the game of basketball, the NBA in general, is more fun. It is better when Steph Curry is healthy. And he is back today, probably with a hand. Now, um, all season long, I'm not expecting him to ever really get up to 38 minutes or 36 minutes. It's very interesting that they brought him back in March, right? I mean, we're a week into March at this point. The season is literally over in five weeks. The NBA regular season is done in about five, six weeks, if you want to call it that, um, five and a half weeks or so, and they're bringing Steph Curry back. So they have nothing to play for. It's a little bit interesting they didn't just shut him down, but he's back. He's probable today. This is just going to impact a lot of the value that you've been getting out of a couple of guys. So the upside of Andrew Wiggins at his price point is just evaporated for me. The value out of your Jordan Pools, who probably doesn't see as much minutes, and your Damian Lee, who probably doesn't see as many shots, is sort of evaporated at this point. And even Draymond Green now at 6,300, the upside for him is that the assist percentage should go back up in his opportunities per game. So that's good. Um, but everything else should probably go down in terms of scoring opportunities. So Steph being back, we don't know the minutes limit yet. I'm going to suspect something in like the 25s for his first game. Um, so I'm not going to have interest in Steph today at $8,000. But if there's no min- minutes limit, I will. But very soon, if he starts playing 30 plus minutes, I'll have interest. But it's just going to ruin the rest of these guys for at least uh, today. Um, out of these four games, only two of the totals are out. So the target offense sheet will be finished later on. You can see it right here. The Clippers and Houston is, is shaping up to be just a, a barn burner. 236.5 total for that game. Clippers one-point favorites. The other total that we have is Sacramento's five-point favorites over a banged-up 76ers team with a 113.75 team implied total and a 225.5 game total. That Houston and, and Clippers game is going to be the fastest-paced game by a wide margin on the slate for me today. The other game, Charlotte and Denver, is going to be the slowest pace game. I projected to project out as the lowest total by a wide margin. Golden State and Toronto also slow pace, about one, one and a half possessions less than the league average. Um, expect that to be around an average total game. Heading over to my early interest now. So I will point out, again, we do have projections for DraftKings, uh, draft Fantasy Draft, and Super Draft. I was asked again yesterday by a kind individual in the comments on a video, uh, can you add fan- FanDuel salaries? I get, I'll get. i try and add them in here, but I honestly just don't play on FanDuel for NBA. I don't like the feature that there's no late swap. The reason that I like Fantasy Draft, even though they don't have late swap more, is because I'm not paying 15 to 30% rake in the contest that I'm playing. The upside for Fantasy Draft of not charging me on average around 15 to 20% maybe a night and 30% over the long term in rake, um, I'll, I'll take that deal if it means that I can't late swap some of my players. Super Draft, you can late swap. Um, DraftKings, you can late swap. Super Draft, obviously a different type of a game as well and a lot softer contests on Super Draft and Fantasy Draft, in my opinion. So those are the three sites that I play on. Those are the three sites that I provide projections and value ratings for over on Patreon, linked up down below. You can get that. You can get the PGA and the XFL content that are in season right now and MLB rankings for positions. Um, stacks and pitchers will be coming out once the season starts in about two or three weeks. So check all that out on Patreon linked up down below. It's where I house my exclusive content. 
But for right now, you can check out Superdraft. You can check out Fantasy Draft. All their promos are linked up down below in the description, as well as some free strategy guides on this podcast and YouTube video episode. Starting at the top, James Harden and Russell Westbrook. There's not that many options today, like when it just comes to pure paying up. Um, so I guess what you can just looking at it, like I, I'm not too positive where I, I feel comfortable paying up. And the game that has, or at least I'm projecting, we only have two of the totals right now, but the game that I'm projecting to have the highest total on the slate, I'm pretty fine getting to the team that I feel the most confident in, in terms of scoring opportunities and scoring chances. So the only other pay up option would be Joel Embiid, and he's likely going to be out today unless we get some random news throughout the day. And then after that, it's Jokic in a nice matchup against Charlotte. And Jokic doesn't make this list, but on a four-game slate, I'll probably have mid-30s in my player pool. So I only have about half of the players in my player pool. Jokic will be in that player pool at 9,500. Um, but if you're talking about pure ceiling upside Jokic, 50s today, I think. Westbrook, Harden, yes, 60-plus in the best game environment is what it seems. So I'll have interest in both of them. Superdraft, I'll probably have interest in just one of them over there. Maybe both. They only have the 1x multiplier, so it's a lot harder to see them hitting a ceiling on Superdraft. Westbrook, I like on Fantasy Draft by a mile. He's the best play out of both of these guys over there. Um, between Westbrook and Harden on, on DraftKings, I'll take Westbrook for right now. Uh, the Clippers are usually bad against centers. They're a bad rebounding team in that regard. Obviously, uh, Westbrook is going to be sort of the de facto rebounding center for this team, which is pretty wild. But I'll choose Westbrook for the slight, uh, slight salary savings. I don't have uh, Kawhi Leonard on here at 9,300, and um, I'm okay with that for right now. He's not he's not probably going to make a player pool either when he's sandwiched in between guys like Jokic and Siakam. If he comes in later in the day with no ownership on him, I doubt it in this type of a game format, then I'll get to him. But this team, I mean, they're they're distributing the usage over like the last two to three weeks. Now, maybe they just go Kawhi mode in a, in a game that resembles what will be a potential playoff matchup and playoff environment with a one point spread and a high total. But lately, it's just been Paul George, Lou Williams, um, even some of the Reggie Jackson and Marcus Morris guys just distributing the load pretty much in these games. At least in this one, you might see Kawhi get up to a 35, 36 minute game since it stays close instead of the low 30. So I'm sure he'll make a player pool for me later today once I finish projections. But Pascal Siakam at 9100 versus Golden State. Very appealing for a guy who's going to be playing 36 minutes per game. Um, just looking at Siakam's rates overall right now, it looks pretty strong. Uh, it's just a minutes thing for him. If he's going to be getting the minutes, and then you can just expect him to see somewhere around um, 36 minutes or so, it's going to be pretty good. Siakam right now, his shot chart is just, it's really nice. 30% from three is where his shot attempts come from. 41% at the rim and 21% from short mid-range. So he's shooting 62% of his shots from pretty much a couple steps away or right under the basket. That's fantastic for a power forward. But then we're getting 30% of his shots, 29% to be exact, from three-point range. You know what that adds up to? About 90% of his shots are being coming extremely efficient and effective close to the rim or uh, from three. He's only shooting right now um, less than, he's shooting about 15 to 20% of his shots from mid-range, and a lot of them are the short mid-range. So Siakam's shot chart is just amazing. 1.35x multiplier in Superdraft stands out really nicely. Uh, Tobias Harris, again, Tobias Harris, if you're just going to be taking all these players off the court, it's really hard in Philadelphia to find yourself getting a, a true sample of what that looks like. Um, you, you can get a better sample if you just take off Embiid, and then you just take off Simmons separately and then maybe not even take off Richardson at that point but if you take all three of these guys off you're not going to have a huge sample to work with for Harris and Horford who are the two next on my interest list but if I was to quickly do that and just look at fantasy point per minute production in a very small sample you're going to get Horford in 303 minutes without Embiid Simmons or Richardson averaging 1.1 fantasy points per minute in 109 minutes you're going to get Alec Burks averaging 1.03 fantasy points per minute the issue that becomes is that you just don't have a sample with Tobias Harris. Um, if I do find that he's averaging 1.14 
fantasy points per minute. And actually, it's a decent amount of minutes. It's similar to Horford's around the 300 mark. So if I can give Horford and Tobias Harris around a 1.1 fantasy point per minute rating today, give Harris 36 minutes, give Horford around 33, 34 minutes, they'll both grade out as pretty nice options. Uh, Horford had a 1.6x multiplier over on Superdraft where they count three points for blocks as a big man and three points for steals, who is he is a fine steals guy. I do like that a lot. Tobias Harris 1.45x is also pretty appealing over on Superdraft. Um, Superdraft is probably my favorite spot for both these guys and then DraftKings right after that. Robert Covington's price point is coming up to 6700 and, and trust me, I, I don't want to pay $6,700 for Covington. If this was a nine-game slate, he probably wouldn't be of interest to me. Um, but you're just getting all the upside in this offense for this guy. He, he is gelling so well. He is You hit the upgrade button on the computer, the meme, and that's just what P.J. Tucker becomes Robert Covington. Robert Covington only shoots 20% of his shots at the rim and 3% from short mid-range. Uh, 3% from short mid-range is in the bottom 1 percentile in the entire league for a, a big man, a power forward. But he shoots right now 76% of his shots from three-point range. That ranks in the top one percentile. And now he's in an offense that is just feeding him open shots because all the attention is on one, Harden, and two, Russell Westbrook when he has the ball and, and specifically in the paint clears out the plane, opens up paint, opens up open shots for Robert Covington, who similar to a guy like um, right now, PJ Tucker, who also shoots 66% of his shots from three. It's just an enhancement when Covington's going to shoot 10% more of his shots from three and be a better three-point shooter and be a better rebounder. So Covington right now at 6,700, it seems like a pretty wild price point on him. Um, but in a matchup against LA, against the Clippers, he should have a fine rebounding rate. The, the, the defensive matchup out on the wing might be a little bit concerning, but the game environment's enough for me to say, okay, I'm fine paying this on a smaller slate. Fred Van Vliet, if he does play 1.5x multiplier against Golden State, 6,500 on DraftKings is probably my favorite price point on him. Um, if there's no minutes limit, I'm going to give him 35 or 36. He's going to pop. Terry Rogier, 1.65x multiplier over on Superdraft. Devontae Graham is questionable. If Devontae Graham is out, $6,200 Terry Rozier, I think you just run it back from the night before. If he ends up being extremely chalky in a tough matchup against Denver, who still has fine, especially when they're healthy, now with Gary Harris and Jamal Murray being back for about a month, a fine backcourt defense. Um, Terry Rozier, it's just hard to ignore in a four-game sleep. If he ends up being owned in like 70% of the lineups, I'll get away from it. If it's only like 30%, I'll probably ride out Terry Rozier at 6,200 if there's no Devontae Graham. Serge Ibaka at $6,000 flat is one of my favorite plays on the day if he doesn't have a minutes limit and he plays. He's questionable over his Golden State. If he plays, I'll give him 30 minutes. He's about a 1.1, 1.15 fantasy point per minute producer. He'll grade out for like the, the 34, 35 fantasy point range. Eric Pascal, only interesting to me if Draymond is out. Pascal takes a bump back for 20 to 25 minutes of Steph Curry, if not more today. So that does hurt him. But if there's no Draymond, he'll kind of be playing that Draymond role at a cheaper price point than Draymond at 5,800. Will Barton's been struggling as of late, but he's getting the minutes still, starting at the 3, 5,600 in a slower pace game, but against a bad Charlotte team. If we want to just look at where Will Barton's kind of taking his shots this season to get an idea for it, 36% at the rim for a number three shooting, uh, for a, a wing, a, a, a small forward, that's nice, 19% from short mid-range. So he's shooting 50, 50, or 55% of his shots to be exact from the short mid-range or right at the rim, that's nice, and then 35% of his shots are coming from three-point land. So he's doing exactly what we want at this point. I mean, he's shooting 85 to 90% of his shots effectively at the basket or from three. He's just not knocking down those shots. We know that he can pick up assists and rebounds. Since Paul Millsap has come back, he's been hurting his rebounding rate. Also, Jokic is to an extent, but that makes sense. Jeremy Grant, not as good of a rebounder. Barton can crash the glass a little bit more, and they need him to. At this point, though, 
with this team fully healthy and Jamal Murray back taking up a lot of usage and getting really better by the week and the month in the NBA in his second year, it is hurting we're hurting Will Barton, but when his price point dips to 5,600 on a four-game slate, I am appealed and I am interested in it. P.J. Washington, really tough matchup for him against Denver, but the price point's nice. The 32-plus minutes per game are nice. No Devontae Graham would increase his usage. I'll probably only have interest in Washington if Graham is out because this matchup does scare me a good deal. Paul Millsap returned in the last game, and I believe he played 26 minutes, returned right to the lineup over Jeremy Grant. Paul Millsap is, is now in a spot where he played 26 minutes. Um, in the last time that we saw him against Minnesota, when he was fully healthy, he played 26 minutes. And the game after that versus Detroit blew out. He only played 19. The game after that uh, versus the Clippers blew out. He only played 21. But in games that stay close, he's been playing big minutes. The issue is that I'm not really expecting this game right now to stay close. So um, you kind of, if you think that the game stays close, Paul Millshap should play 25 plus minutes. It's only a seven point spread, but that is tied for the highest spread on the slate with Golden State and Toronto. Uh, Toronto seven point favorites over Golden State. So if you think this game stays close, Millsap should play 24 plus minutes, probably a ceiling of 28, more likely around 25, 26 minutes. And he should be pretty productive in a fantasy point per minute. I'm okay taking the risk on him because he's so cheap. I only really like this price point on DraftKings at 4,600 and fantasy draft at 9,300. Not too fond of the multiplier on Super Draft. Chris Bouchard is 4,300 today. Obviously, so he goes out and plays 29 minutes in the last game. Obviously, Chris Bouchard for me is only of, of interest. He's only appealing if you get no uh, Serge Ibaka, if you get no Marcus Hall. Both of those players are indeed questionable today but just to kind of take a look at what happened in that game the last game they won by nine points so it was a close game you actually did not get Chris Bouchard starting in that game um in the last game uh the starting rotation uh they they so they go pretty small at least this is what popcorn machine is telling me Pascal Siakam Norman Powell Kyle Lowry Patrick McCaw and OG Ananobi is what you got out of the starters versus Phoenix they went small in that lineup um I'm not really sure if they'll end up doing that again but what you get is Chris Bouchard checking in and for some reason, I think the popcorn machine is just wrong here because they have him starting the second half and playing a full 12 minutes and then four minutes into the fourth quarter. That's 16 minutes. But then they have him playing the final 10 minutes of the first um, the first, or the, the first or half. So uh, what popcorn machine is telling me here is that he played 26 straight minutes and then he closed out the game playing the final three minutes, getting him to his 29, uh, 28.7 total minutes. So if this is actually accurate, and it seems like it's a little bit wonky based on how they have the starters in here, but if this is actually accurate, Chris Bouchard played 26 of his 29 minutes straight through the second quarter to the beginning of the fourth quarter. I don't expect that to happen again. Um, but here's the thing. If there's no Ibaka, if there's no Marcus Saul, he's priced up to 4300 which isn't appealing, but he's a highly productive player. So in GBPs, you can take a stance on it if he's still low owned. The price point coming up makes me favor just Paul Millsap, who likely is lower owned, who likely is just as, if not more consistent in terms of putting up 25 plus point performances at this price point. Michael Mulder, I'm going to take off this list right now, actually. Um, so before I made this, so you can, you can, I'm going to make him red. So I have Michael Mulder at the bottom of the list for the people listening on the podcast. Uh, Golden State, he's been playing 30 plus minutes a game for like the last three or four games. He's at $4,000 against Toronto today. But when I made this list last night, that was before the news that Steph Curry would be probable. So now it's Steph Curry probable. I imagine the first player to lose minutes rotation and run, and this is how this thing works, is Jordan Poole or, or Damian Lee leave the starting rotation. Their 25 to 30 minutes now go to the bench, and that pulls from Michael Mulder's 25 to 30 minutes. So Steph, if he plays today 20 total minutes, I think it's going to directly pull from Michael Mulder, and instead of playing 30-plus minutes, he'll be at best in the mid-teens. No interest there. P.J. Tucker at 3700 You know the deal with P.J. Tucker. $7,700 on fantasy draft is appealing. No interest in the multiplier on super draft. He's facing the Clippers. He's going to get four, five, six, 
total shots per game. Half of them or all of them coming from three-point range. If he makes half of them or all of them, it'll be a great game. If not, he's going to do absolutely nothing else for you. Um, it is a good matchup in theory for centers. We know that he's not a traditional center by any sense of the word. Um, but the issue is that you just have no real value on this slate right now. PJ Tucker at 3,700 seems to be like the best 3K play. You can argue with me that there's some other guys. If you're just going to get in a close game 35 minutes from him, it's at least worth worth testing out. You can see versus New York in 34 minutes, only shot twice, once from three-point range, finishes with 12 fantasy points. Like it's, it's just not going to get done if you're shooting one time per game or two times per game. In the two games before that, his shot attempts actually went higher than what we've been seeing as of late. Seven shot attempts versus Boston, eight shot attempts versus Memphis. He goes, uh, makes four of them versus Memphis, makes three of them, all from three-point range versus Boston, and he puts up a 20 and a 33 fantasy point performance. Other than that, before that, his shot attempts were all at like five, four, three. It really depends on his volume, right? What you're going to get out of P.J. Tucker more times than not is four to five rebounds. You might pick up one to two blocks and steals. You might pick up one to two assists. But the biggest thing is his pure points. Is he scoring two to four real points or is he scoring 10? That is the difference between if $3,700 PJ Tucker pays off for you. I can't do that math. Or I, I, well, I just did the math. I can't be the magician to make him shoot more in these games, especially with Robert Covington there now. But he seems like your best 3K play of the day. I'm just trying to source a little bit more. There's not that much value on the slate when it comes to below the 5K range, in my opinion. If I just source a little more in the 3K range, it's just pretty gross now that you have a lot of these Golden State guys just not in play, in my opinion. Yeah, wow. I'm, at, I'm looking just through like the $3,100 range at this point, and there's not even guys picking up minutes at this point. Um, I mean, you have Caleb Martin, who did get to get uh, 24 plus minutes in back-to-back games. Um, kind of got a little bit lucky in the last game, seeing a little bit more extended run, shooting five of nine overall. Scores 19 points. Obviously, only in, uh, an even an option if there's no, um, if there ends up being no. Devontae Graham in that game, but nothing else stands out. Like Terrence Davis minutes are are just going to go back down to the gutter around 10 to 12 with all those guys healthy in Toronto. Um, Toscano Anderson is a guy who I don't think goes over 20 minutes with Steph Curry now back, especially if Draymond returns. And then you're to the PJ Tucker price points of the world where uh, nothing really in that range stands out. Uh, Willie Hernan Gomez, I guess, if you think that he plays consistently 18 to 20 minutes at the center position still in Bismack stays out of it for Charlotte. He stands out as a play that at 3,800 at least makes some sense for a 20-plus point performance. Dragon Bender, if there's no Kavon Looney, we already have that. If there's no Draymond, should play around 20 minutes. These are just guys that I really don't want to roster tonight. So below $4,000, it's P.J. Tucker. It's maybe Will and Hernan Gomez. And that's really all I can recommend for you. And there's not much more above that. Um, we talked about Chris Bouchard. We talked about potentially Cody Zeller if you want to go there. Uh, we'll see what happens with the Marcus Alls of the world. But no real value to open up this slate. So um, I think that you can live uh, really well in the, the the Paul Millsap, the Will Barton range. I think that the 7K range and the 6K range is pretty loaded depending on what happens with these Toronto guys. And then you can sneak in one of those Houston or both of them up top. So that's it for today's four-game slate. My name's Sal Vetri. Be sure to check out superdraft.io. Again, a multiplier format that is really, really fun. If you're just going on your mobile device and you can't really find the link, you could use the promo code SAL, S-A-L. But I do appreciate it if you hit that link over there. It does help me out. It helps you out. You get a $10 of free play. You can check out the Fantasy Draft lobbies down below as well. Check out some more offers for drafters.com, season-long uh, snake drafts, um, DFS snake drafts, things like that. My Patreon projections as well. Tons of the offers. Make sure to check them all out down low. Everything is beneficial to you. So my name's Sal. Hit the subscribe button before you go. $25 giveaway will be announced at the end of the day today. Peace out, gang. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And before you go, if I can get you to subscribe and follow the podcast, download a few if you wish. But if you enjoyed this podcast, if you could please subscribe. Helps me out. Helps support it. So thank you so much. And I will see you in the next one.